This is an Ion Annapolis bonus podcast. I'll tell you, we're so fortunate to have Rams Head on stage here in Annapolis because it just gives us a seemingly never-ending stream of incredible music and musicians. And with us today is a man who has been doing it consistently for, I think, more than 40 years. And it's the real deal because when Joe Bonamassa says he is a national treasure, that's a quote, uh, it's Mr. Tinsley Ellis, man. How are you? Doing great. Heading your way soon. How how did how did Bonamassa get to tell you that you're a national treasure, man? I need him. I need him for a quote for me. Well, uh, I think that was in a newspaper somewhere, and uh, my record label, Alligator Records, found that and have been using it in the uh, press package. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I am excited to see you and Marsha Ball actually together here in Annapolis on March 28th at Ramshead on stage. And before we hopped on the phone, I just checked and tickets are still available. You can get them at ramsheadonstage.com. But I'm assuming you don't need a ticket. That's for everybody that's listening. You get in for free or something, I understand. Yeah, I'll be up there on the stage performing. So <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely be there. Well, I, I tell you, you know, I was, you know, I, I follow you and... I, you know, COVID obviously thwarted your tour for your, I would say your most recent album, because but it's not at this point, but uh, Ice Cream in Hell. And right. um, is, is album still a valid term in today's world? Yes, it is. <laughs> it, it is because we have not only albums, you know, uh, streaming, uh, we have albums, you know, downloads and, and and uh, CDs, of course, but now we have uh, vinyl records, and vinyl records have made a comeback, and I'm actually selling as many vinyl albums as I am compact discs, so that's a good thing. You know what? I, re- I read that in some magazine, or maybe it was the New York Times, it said that last year, vinyl outperformed CDs. Isn't that great? It's awesome. I got my girlfriend a uh, a you know, a turntable and some Bluetooth speakers and, you know, half a dozen albums for Christmas and loving it. Absolutely loving it. But I'll- yeah. And you know, a lot of cars, uh, I bought, a, I bought a, a new car to travel in and, uh, and I, I said, well, let me give it the, uh, CD test. So I got a CD out, one of my favorite CDs and went out to the car with it and I couldn't find where to put the CD in the car. And then I realized that they're not putting CD players in automobiles anymore. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably an option like the cigarette lighters and the uh, ashtrays or something like that. What, what CD were you looking to put in there? Uh, BB King blues is King. Can't go wrong with BB King. That's for sure. Right. That is true. But I'll, I'll tell you in during COVID man, you like sort of hunkered down and you released a new album that is just released late last year. Devil may care. Right. Yes, Devil May Care is the newest album, and it was born during the uh, downtime uh, when I was off the road during the uh, the COVID thing, and uh, wrote quite a few songs, a couple hundred songs, and chose the best ones, and those ended up on the Devil May Care album. And I'm even a year later after its release, I'm calling it the new album, and I'm touring in support of it. That's awesome. You said several hundred new songs. Two two hundred around two hundred. Uh, do you ever slow down? Uh, yes. After the tour, um, after this particular tour, which ends in late April, uh, I've got some uh, time scheduled to uh, uh, work on what will be my very first all acoustic album. I've never done that. I've done a live album. I've done a lot of 
regular albums. I've done uh, uh, even an instrumental album, guitar instrumental album, but I've never done an all acoustic album. I'll, I'll be working on that in a lot in the month of May. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Well, I, I know you're no stranger to Annapolis, and I think the last time I saw you um, was when you played the unfortunately now defunct Chesapeake Bay Blues Fest in 2010. Oh, yeah. And I think um, Chuck Berry and Buddy Guy were up there as well with you. And uh, it was Johnny uh, Lang. Yeah. Johnny Lang was on my day, and, and also Kev Mo. Uh, I, I really missed that festival. I was able to play it two or three times. And, uh, it was one of the largest festivals in America, and a lot of people, when they think of Annapolis and they think of blues, they think of that festival. But they also think of the Rams Head because I played there, oh gosh, for decades and decades, and uh, probably twenty times now. Right. Well, I'll tell you. Well, let's talk about your show on the twenty eighth. Um, is yes. this, is this the first time that you're going out on tour with Marsha? Well, we just completed the West Coast. We uh, started in Phoenix. Uh, three weeks ago and worked our way all the way up to Seattle, Washington. And uh, she flew home to Austin from there. And I continued on doing shows all the way back through the middle of the, and, uh, the south of the country to get back to my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia. So we're going to resume next uh, week in um, Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we have 25 shows in one month. Wow. Unreal. Together. together. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, with, with her blues slash jazz and your blues slash rock, uh, yes. I got to imagine this is going to be a, a pretty cool and and funny and probably fun show. It's, uh, you know, it's an interesting show because each of us are performing separately. A solo acoustic, she'll be playing, you know, uh, most of the venues have a grand piano for her to play, which is truly a religious experience to hear her play her New Orleans style piano on a grand piano. And, and then I do stuff on a couple of acoustic guitars. I've got a, an old Martin guitar I play, and then I've got the 1937 National Steel Resonator guitar. So we each play a set and talk about songs that we've, you know, recorded, how we, how we wrote the songs and, we play separately, and then we come together at the end to play uh, a segment together, and uh, and that has been really magical. That's cool. So this is like three sets, uh, three sets in one. So his, hers, and theirs. Well, yeah, two and a <laughs> half, really, because um, sometimes it's been seamless where I play and there's no intermission, and then uh, you know she comes right up, and then we play together at the end. And sometimes there's an intermission between. Uh, my show and her show. So I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen on that particular night. I just know that it's a really long night of, of blues and, and storytelling and, uh, and songwriter stuff. That's one thing I love when musicians and artists come in and they sort of tell the stories behind the songs and, you know, I mean, yeah, okay. You can get up there and just play and sing and, and, and that's wonderful too. But when you hear what's behind it and some of the stories, and I mean, you know, my gosh, you've been on the road for 40 years. So longer, you, I mean, you, longer than that, longer than that. <laughs> she's, she's been at it longer than me. Cause I used to go see Marsha Ball when I was in college and, and let's face it, college for me was, uh, oh, almost, well, it's over, let's just say over 40 years ago. And, uh, so she's been a, a fixture and I'm totally humble to be in her presence. How did, how did you guys connect on this? Was this your idea, her idea, or? 
Well, uh, I, I called her up and asked her if she wanted to do it. She said, sure. Easy as that, huh? It was. And of course, you know, our agencies had to get together and, and the managers and stuff. But initially it started with a phone call from me to her. That's great. That's fantastic. You know, I, I was I was reading your wiki before we got on the phone. Your uh, on Wikipedia said you grew up in South Florida. Where'd you grow up in South Florida? Hollywood, Florida, which is in okay. Broward County. Okay, yeah, I, I did a uh, before I got thrown out. I did a brief stint at Pinecrest down in Fort Lauderdale for uh, for high school. So I know the yeah, know the area well, pretty I well. Went, I went to the I went to the rival uh, church school. I went to St Andrews in Boca Raton. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I had a lot of friends that went to Pinecrest. And, yeah. Uh, if you get, if you get kicked out of Pinecrest, you end up going to St Andrews and vice versa. Yeah. No, my dad wouldn't have any of that, man. He sent me up to a boarding school in Connecticut. So it was. <laughs> <laughs> which one? Which one in Connecticut did you go to? It was a real small boarding school up in Litchfield County. It was in a town called Washington, Connecticut. It was called the Gunnery, and they uh-huh. they've changed their name now to because it's named after a guy named Gun. They changed their name to the Gun School um, because they got tired uh-huh. of saying, "Hey, is that a military academy?" You know, with <laughs> the name. Yeah, like it that. sounds like it sounds like it would be. My dad went to Choate, which was a boarding school up in Connecticut. So uh, I know the whole. Uh, you know, I'm kind of basically a preppy who ran amok, um, you know, and uh, <laughs> I got a taste of blues in high school and I just never looked back and uh, didn't want to be a, a lawyer or anything like that. I wanted to be a, uh, a, a blues musician. A preppy run amok. That's a, that's a great line. <laughs> yeah, and awesome. it, sounds like you're, it sounds like you're the preppy who ran amok as well. <laughs> To a point, to a point. It's funny, but, uh, you know, I'll tell you, you know, you've played venues of all sizes and, you know, obviously Ram's head is not a big venue. It's the show is built as an intimate show. I mean, do you have a preference? Do you like to play to a big crowd or a small crowd? Well, wouldn't it be great to play for a, a big crowd every night, like Bruce Springsteen or U2 does, but, you know, playing roots music, you know, we're pretty much playing the, uh, you know, jazz clubs and occasional theater. And uh, and that's just our lot in life. life. The first time I ever saw B.B. King, there was less than 100 people. And it was in a it was in a, a bar. It was actually a teen show uh, where they shut down the bar and teenagers could come in and hear the featured attraction. And a lounge in a hotel in North Miami Beach actually it was the Marco Polo Hotel and North Miami Beach had B.B. King booked and whoever played there for a week I mean imagine seeing B.B. King in a small hotel lounge for a week I'd do that every night if I could but he would you know he had to do a teen matinee on the Saturday and and there was probably I don't know maybe 50 kids there watching him so you know he's the king of the blues so the king of the blues plays for 50 people so that is my lot in life I believe if I'm going to play roots music you know, and some of them are the best shows ever. I mean, way back in a in a prior life, I attended bar uh, bar outside of Philadelphia after I got out of college. And Tower of Power, I'd never seen them or heard heard of them. Uh, was book, uh-huh. booked into this small little club, not too dissimilar from Ramshead. And all of a sudden, um, it was a Saturday night, and nobody's walking in. They they we were all staffed up and everything else, so they started cutting the bartenders loose. And I sat there in a room with twenty five people. Watching that, you know, with Emilio and like 11, 
11 piece, 10 piece, whatever the hell it is, just blowing me away from, you know, 20 feet away. It was, it was amazing. Every, every show that I've ever seen that really blew me away, whether it was Stevie Ray Vaughan or B.B. King, every show that I ever saw that blew me away was in a small venue. That's uh, awesome. Maybe that's, you know, I've, I've never, to- I've never really been, I've had, I've been entertained in a large venue, but I've never been blown away at a, uh, at a large venue, but I was blown away by uh, bands like the Red Hot Chili Peppers in a small venue and B.B. Uh, King and Stevie Ray Vaughan. Uh, there's something about that experience. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I'll tell you, as we start to wrap up, I mean, you've shared the stage with so many people. Um, yes. We've talked to a bunch of them. Right now, dead or alive, who would be at the top of your bucket list as artists to play with? Well, that's a tough question because there's so many still going. I was, you know, I was fortunate enough to be able to sit in with the Allman Brothers band and, and, uh, anybody in blues be, you know, uh, buddy guy, Otis Rush, Albert Collins, I played on stage with all those people. And a lot of them are gone or yeah. broke up or gone. The Allman brothers is gone. And, uh, of those who remain, uh, just off the top of my head, um, Oh, uh, Carlos Santana, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, ZZ top, you know, I gravitate towards blues rock. That's kind of, you know, blues is my love, but rock is definitely my heritage. And, uh, and, uh, those are the ones that come to mind. There you go. Well, out of, out of your repertoire, out of your library, what do you have a single song for you that you just never get tired of playing? That's a tough one too, because on any given night, uh, I could be either inspired or uninspired on a tune that I maybe is, uh, is a good one for me. I, I have a song that I wrote called A Quitter Never Wins, and uh, it's been covered by, I did a version of it. Johnny Lang sold two million copies of it, and and uh, John Mayall just put it on his new album. And so A Quitter Never Wins is probably my favorite song for a number of reasons. And those album sales, you know, hard to get that out of my mind, but uh, just as a, as a message type song, a quitter never wins is the one. Awesome. Do you have, do you have a favorite of Marsha balls? Oh, I love, I love it when she does her song Luella, cause it really tells the story. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, Tinsley Ellis and Marsha ball are going to be here in Annapolis at the Rams head on stage on Tuesday, March 28th. The show is at seven 30. The doors do open at six 30, grab dinner before go on over. Tickets are still available at ramsheadonstage.com. And I want to thank you so much for your time this morning. Uh, safe travels up to Annapolis. I don't know whether you're flying or bussing or driving or taking a train or whatever you are, but I can't wait to see you guys on the 28th. I look forward to seeing everybody, all my friends in the Annapolis area, and, uh, and I appreciate you uh, giving me a call today.
One day you have it all Then it disappears so fast Our love Is on and off again
has been a bonus podcast from Ion Annapolis. Please visit us at ionanapolis.net. Follow us on Facebook at All Annapolis and on Twitter at Ion Annapolis. And if you haven't subscribed to the Daily News Brief podcast, go for it. And all of your local news will be delivered to your phone, tablet, or smart device by 6 a.m. every Monday through Friday.